from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome in to another edition of the Black and Blue Report. It is Wednesday. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad that you're with us today. Fred Ruckert's in the other chair, uh, spinning the dials, as they say. We're glad that you're with us today as well. That's an old radio term, isn't it? Spinning the dials. Nobody spins dials anymore in radio. And heck, this is this is no appointment radio. This is a podcast. Uh, we hope this podcast finds you well wherever you may be. And however you may be acquiring us today, whether it's on iTunes or on the uh, two team websites, NewOrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com or through the uh, New Orleans Saints app. As I mentioned yesterday, that new Pelicans app is getting close. I think October is the launch for that. That will be very cool. If you, if you love the Saints app, you're going to love the Pelicans app too. And certainly you can follow us on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live or at Black Blue Report. A good show today. Heavy basketball stuff. Pelicans fans, you're going to be happy about what we have on the program today. David Wesley stops by. Uh, we've started to call this Wesley Day on Wednesday. Uh, Dub's going to stop by. We're going to talk Hall of Fame, and we're going to continue our conversation about the upgrading of the Pelicans roster. And uh, we are getting close. Camp uh, starting up October the 1st, media day on September the 30th. We're also going to hear from two of the new Pelicans today, Anthony Morrow and uh, Greg Stimsma on the program today. And uh, we're going to twist things up a little bit and go with Jeremy Davenport as a guest. It'll be his first appearance on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Mr. Davenport uh, not only has a strong connection to the city musically, but also sports-wise. A big Saints fan, Pelicans fan for sure. Uh, perspective coming from the music side toward the sports side, and he'll join us on the program today. Uh, ironically enough, today is also Harry Connick's birthday. Uh, he turns 46 today. Can you believe that? 46. Um, and this is ironic in the sense that Jeremy Davenport was the trumpet player in Harry Connick's band some time ago, and those two remain very close. So here we'll have Jeremy on uh, the program today while it is also Harry Connick's birthday. Uh, a much more uh, heavy note, the day also marks the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and certainly we want to recognize that date in history. It's hard to believe it has been 12 years now, um, and I know for a lot of friends uh, and relatives that I have in New York and for all those who lost a loved one during those attacks, the pain is still very real, and uh, this day is a difficult one. So our thoughts are with them. And uh, we, we mark the solemnness of this occasion as well. So that's on our minds today as well. Otherwise, we hope you're doing well. We have a nice show again planned for you. And we're going to get started with it right away. Uh, coming up in just a moment, Pelicans television analyst David Wesley right here on the Black and Blue Report. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. 
Join the conversation today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new it's record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show, the Wednesday show. David Wesley is here. So, uh, do we are we ready to call this Wesley Day? Or is it, it, that is Wesley Day. it is I'm, Wesley Day. I'm back in the building. Yes, David Wesley is here. We're heavy basketball today. Um, a little bit later in the show, not too much later in the show. I'm going to play some of the stuff from yesterday's press conference, introducing Anthony Morrow and Greg Stimsma. Schedules and everything else. We never really got, were acquired over the summer, but then because of schedules and everything else, we never really got a chance to get them in front of the media and the fans. Uh, that happened yesterday afternoon. We'll play some of that uh, on today's show. But first, David's here. You know, I, the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame were this past Sunday. Uh, first, my problem was, why in the world would you do it on a Sunday afternoon on the first full NFL Sunday of the year? But that's neither here nor there. Good thing I got a DVR because I DVR'd it. I watched it last night. So I wanted to ask you about a little bit about the class uh, this year. Uh, you know, we've seen some powerful classes before. You know, when Michael Jordan went in, so did David Robinson and John Stockton. Pretty stout class Pretty right stout. There. Pretty stout. Last night, not so bad either. Uh, you know, or this past weekend, I watched it last night. Bernard King, these are the highlights because there were much more. Uh, Bernard King, uh, Don Staley, Gary Payton, Oscar Schmidt, the Brazilian star, Jerry Tarkanian, Rick Pitino, uh, there were others, but those are the headliners, if you will. Um, did you catch it? Did you catch any of it? First of all, I did not. I did not catch it. But the, you know, my first start in the NBA was against Gary Payton. Oh my! And we won. And how did you play? I ten and eight. That was my first start. Ten and eight. How many turnovers? Uh, who cares? No, I care because Gary Payton was maybe guarding you. No, he was probably guarding. Your well, team. he was he was guarding me, and I I never really thought of him that first game as a great on ball defender. It took some games, and of course, we weren't a very good team in Boston, and so he maybe didn't come out and give me his all. So I probably got away with a lot more than than probably somebody that down the stretch of a game playoff type situation, and he just deed up. 
Uh, got to know Don Staley very well, being in Charlotte. Right. She played with the Charlotte Sting. Very, very nice woman uh, and great basketball player. Obviously. She reminds me of a, a female basketball version of you to some extent. Now, oh, I know yeah. you don't play different positions. Right. But as far as kind of that tenacious, um, no off switch type guy, right. that's Don Staley, gal. Yes. Yes. Is that fair? I, I, you know, I I, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. That's uh, I you know I and I used to go watch uh, them play. Uh, even one year, I had knee surgery. Went and practiced with them to kind of work on, and I, I'd pick up the guards full court, trying to get that knee ready to to, to play in a season. So a lot of fun. A lot yeah, of, a lot of fun. Back to Peyton for a moment. He yeah. uh, is the self-proclaimed king of trash talking. That he does, and <laughs> I think anybody who played against him would say the same. He's just that guy. He's just chirping and chirping and, and backs down from nobody. Tough, hard-nosed guy, and obviously one of the best. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's hard to gauge sometimes when you when you hear a guy speak or you talk to people who played with or against him what a guy truly is like, and I'm talking about off the floor. It seems to me that by no means was Gary Payton a perfect man, but seemed to be kind of – he kind of had it together. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some stories. And look look at some of the guys he was running with, too. I mean, Sean Kemp, and we know all about that and everything else. So I, I'm sure there are some improprieties out there. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like listening to him, seeing his family there last night, and, all, and at the end of the day, he strikes me as a guy who, who kind of had his you-know-what together. And I, and I think I think he did. You, you didn't really hear a ton of after his college years and into the league. You didn't hear – a ton of bad news about Gary Payton, and 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 that's good. You know, he he played hard. I'm sure he played hard off the court, but uh, he kept it simple. Yeah, his speech was great. Oscar Schmidt was great. I uh, learned a lot about him that we I didn't talked really about, know. We talked about Bernard King. Okay, that was what other, took so long. That's what, and that's what I said. Watching, <laughs> I was like, I'm watching this. I'm looking at his number. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, this long to get yeah. that guy in. He was the king of New York. Yes. I mean, he resurrected. In a lot of ways, that franchise when he was when he signed as a free agent back in the early '80s, but David, and he could score in a the, phone booth. I yes, mean, he was unstoppable. I, the Kevin Durant of his era. I yes. mean, from anywhere on the floor type type guy. Yeah. Um, why do you, Why do you think that is? Why does it take some guys like him that seem so obvious? It takes that long to finally get in. And I'm glad he I, did. I mean, I, for the voters, the people who vote him in, I, I don't know if if they rubbed the wrong way i don't know what the criteria is but certainly you would think he would be first or second ballot you uh, think but here we are maybe right. 2013 and he's just getting in i don't know maybe right. they were i said on the show the other day the the hall of fame induction ceremonies kind of along with labor day weekend and all that kind of signals the start i mean when that when all these things happening you know you're close to the start of the season yeah. uh david and i'll be on a plane one week from today uh, heading to New York for the NBA broadcast meetings, another signpost that we're very, very, very close. So we started the conversation last week about the Pelicans roster, and I think we were both in agreement that the upgrade is truly there and, yes. and started to break things down by position. Question, though, is this, and maybe this is the next part of the conversation, depth-wise. We know, we, we know it's been a problem for the last two seasons for sure. How deep are the Pelicans, and, and have they rectified that problem, that drop-off at the second quarter or that – hold on for dear life in the second half phase? Well, I, th I think first that the guard position, 
the depth there, especially at the shooting guard position, will be the biggest depth. If anybody were to go hurt, get hurt, you can move parts around, make them fit. Point guard position, I don't know how deep that is because you're talking Drew Holiday, Brian Roberts, Austin Rivers. Who else can play the point guard position? And is Austin Rivers ready at that position, which is not his natural position, to play it? So it's it's one of the probably main concerns if, heaven forbid, Drew Holiday sprains an ankle and out for three games. All right, let me throw this scenario at you, though. The interesting thing is this. You mentioned those guys. And if we were to make a depth chart, that's probably how it would look. But – um, excuse me, Eric Gordon can bring the ball up. We've seen him run point before. Right. Tyreek Evans came in as a point guard and has that ability and actually is a nightmare to cover at the point guard position. I, I'm, I'm almost curious to see, and this is where I lean on you, um, other than Drew, when Drew's on the floor, does it really matter? Because you've got I, – I can't think of another backcourt in the NBA that has more hybrid guys right now than this roster I think at the point guard position as you can put people in that position it's a feel it's a knowing what to do getting people in order position where you know what the coach wants you know what to put out on the floor and if it's not natural to you there could be a lot of broken plays which we've seen we could be a lot of empty possessions turnovers and even though Gordon can bring the ball up when it's time to make that play. Sometimes, even last year, he got himself into trouble trying to do too much. Whereas somebody who's natural at the position gets you in the position, gets his players in the position, and runs the play, and you're a lot more productive, I think. All right, fair enough. Uh, it, but it's going to be fascinating to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, what about the bigs? It, it seems on the, on the surface you have more bodies, at least, at this point. How do they all fit? Well, we – Alluded to the center position last week about Stemsma, Smith, Withy, all playing that position, center position. Naturally, you would think Smith coming off the bench, bringing the energy, and then Stemsma being a starter who's only started 19 games, mm-hmm. I believe. Right. So, Some of that has health issues, but yes. Right. Yeah. So that is kind of what's going to happen with that. Of course, the, the power four position – Anthony Davis is going to dominate that. Certainly probably going to have a great year uh, based on his his rookie year. And then, of course, Ryan Anderson right. is going to come and do his what he does. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he led the league in three-pointers this year. He, Especially if everybody stays healthy, it's going to give him a better opportunity to come off and be fresh every night as opposed to starting, playing a lot of minutes, and being asked to do so much. Is Anthony Morrow the backup three, or is he what? What? I need to know more about him. I guess I, I do too. And and the best thing he can probably do with with this enormous amount of guards is be a basketball player. Forget position, forget height. Just be willing to go out there and do your job. Can you defend bigger guys? Are you willing to put your nose out there and 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 do the the tough things? And forget positions. Know each position point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and where do you need me, coach? I'll go play that position. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, I think I think Pelicans fans, you can hear the excitement in, in 
my voice and in David's. It part of it is because we're close, and you always feel this way in September. You can't wait, but but really for for the storylines and scenarios that are coming from this roster right now, it's pretty fascinating. So I don't want you to think as you're listening to this that this is trumped up or we're we're just trying to be even more excited about something that still doesn't happen for two more weeks. This is David. I, I'm genuinely. <laughs> pretty jacked up about this season oh i am too yeah. and I'm, I'm sure monty williams is in practice and and watching these guys play and just going over all the scenarios and how are these guys going to play in i'm sure he's getting excited as well yeah and i don't think the process is is done i don't think this team is contending for a western conference championship don't get me wrong all i'm saying is i think that for the first time in a long time there is really a lot to talk about a lot to look for especially in training camp and preseason games and Knock on wood, because health is going to play into this across the league. Absolutely, you you are, I think, a team that's relevant post All Star break into March, maybe even early April. So that is what kind of fuels David and I right now. Is that excitement? There's a lot that lies ahead here. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Yep. Um, let's see. Next Wednesday, we are out of town. So yes, yes. So we will probably have a discussion with you at some point next week, but it won't necessarily be on Wesley Day. Right. Yes. That's Fair okay. enough. Yep. Yes. We'll be as they say. On assignment. I'll still be excited. <laughs> yes, fair enough. We are really close, gang. Uh, media day is the 30th. Uh, training camp opens October 1st, and we'll continue these discussions as we go and get set up for that. As you mentioned, um, here coming up, we're going to hear from, as a matter of fact, next segment. Let me play you some of the stuff from Greg Stimsma and uh, Anthony Morrill's press conference yesterday. We'll do that right after this. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience, great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, our Wednesday visit with David Wesley certainly was another good one. Thanks to David for stopping by. Welcome back into the Black and Blue Report. Hey, as promised, I want to take you through a little bit of yesterday's press conference introducing new Pelicans, uh, Greg Stimsma and uh, Anthony Morrow. Uh, finally got to uh, talk to those guys yesterday. They met with the media. They've been in town now uh, informally working out with their new teammates at the new Pelicans practice facility. So, it won't be long before we get to see them uh, working with the entire 
the entire unit and how they'll fit in. Both these guys are undrafted, um, and and ironically enough, both undrafted uh, out of the 208, the 2008 draft, with um, Golden State being the first stop for Anthony Morrow, the 6'9 guard, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, first signed uh, Greg Stimsma in April of 2010. Uh, and now he is a Pelican. So Stimson was the 6'11 center, went to Wisconsin, two years of pro experience, 260-pounder that adds depth at the five spot for the Pelicans, and then Morrow uh, jumps into that guard mix. Now his strength is um, is shooting the basketball. He can really help stretch the floor from three and, and is another interchangeable part for head coach Monty Williams. We'll see how it goes. Uh, not so much of a – a uh, bright spot in his career with Atlanta and Dallas last year, 41 games, four points in 9.3 minutes per game. But there have been plenty of highlights, plenty of things to get excited about uh, with him now joining Monty Williams and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, as a matter of fact, with regard to uh, to Anthony Morrow, uh, his decision to come here and sign as a free agent back in July uh, had was uh, – was in large part due to a conversation he had with former Hornet Jared Jack, of all things. So um, just when you think um, that a guy who leaves your organization can't help or hurt you, uh, think again, as Anthony Morrow uh, describes his conversation with Jared and his new role here in New Orleans. Uh, you know, I just want to come in, fit in, and, and, and play my role, um, whether it's whatever, off the bench or whatever they ask me to do, um, scoring the ball, and um, really challenging myself defensively, knowing that Coach Williams is a defensive-minded coach. Uh, I talked to Jerry Jack, who was here, and everybody loved him. And you know, he's one of my closest friends. Um, he told me that I would, I would really enjoy it here. Told me whatever, you know, everything to expect as far as what Monty's going to expect of me defensively. So first and foremost, I just want to do that and just continue to work my way in offensively, doing what I what I can do. They they know what I can do, so I just want to continue to make sure I, I do that as well as I challenge myself defensively. All right, so Morrow, as we mentioned, joins a crowded, crowded position group at the guard position again. But a lot of these guys are in- interchangeable. And I think, as we kind of mentioned with David, this is going to make for an interesting uh, training camp and an interesting look to this roster. Morrow on that. Uh, it's, it's kind of tough because, uh, you know, we got a lot of guards. You know, I've been on teams with, with usually more shooters, you know, coming from Atlanta and Dallas and Golden State. Uh, I think more we're more talented than the, my first year in Jersey, obviously. Um, so I, it's kind of a unique situation with, the, you know, when you got you got a mixture of Tyreek and, and Eric and Drew, Austin, you know, those got B Rob as well. We got some guys that can make some shots, the guys that can penetrate, and uh, finish on the break as well. So we're really athletic. So I want to come in and try to mix it up, you know, and and. and stretch the floor out a little bit with, with Ryan and B-Rob and those guys. I think the other uh, refreshing part of Morrow's conversation yesterday was the excitement that he has about joining this organization and uh, moving to this city. I think that uh, we're going to see a lot out of him because he seems to be re-energized about all that's going on in his career right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was definitely a blessing. I thank God for you know being here and <clears throat> being in this situation. Uh, after coming out of you know Atlanta and Dallas and everything, it was a learning experience. It's part of the game, so uh, you know I, I knew I was cool. I understood that it was it was part of the of the business. It wasn't a character thing with me. I never had any problems with you know anything like that. So uh, it was it was mentally ha- having to be tough and be strong. But finally signing here, talking to Coach Demps over the last three or four days of uh, free agency, it was it was it was real comforting to know you know they they wanted me here. 
Um, I was accepted, talking to Coach Williams and, and the entire staff. And uh, it, it's, it's just a good situation to be here and understand my role and continue to understand my role and still be able to challenge myself to get minutes. You know, I, I didn't ask them. You know, I don't want anything. You know, I just want to come in and work. You know, and, that, and that's the only thing I can ask for. All right, so the other guy yesterday was Greg Stimsma, number 34. That's what he'll wear with the Pelicans. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where he shakes out in the depth chart as that five spot uh, is certainly a very valid position battle going in and will be throughout October during training camp. You know, for Stimsma, this is a guy who has been a bit more of a role player, uh, but like a lot of guys that Dell Demps has uh, gotten his hands on, may be ready for something bigger. And Stimsma is kind of looking at this as – a uh, chance to do so uh, definitely looking looking forward for big things this year for for myself personally um, great opportunity to be a part of a young team um, that's building and trying to turn around a franchise and I think we have the right pieces to do that and uh, hopefully I can fit in with that pretty well we got guys that can score we got guys that are going to get up and down the floor um, so all I gotta do is do do what I do rebound block shots and uh, hold on the middle. Stimsma appeared in 76 games last year. He started 19 times for Minnesota. He averaged 4 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 1.2 blocks in 15.9 minutes per game. He did have one double-double. Keep that in mind about that. All of the rest of his career has been, um, as we mentioned, in a, in a role player's uh, spot. Uh, Boston, he averaged 2.9 points. He's played overseas. Uh, he's also played in the D-League, keep that in mind. He played at Wisconsin, in case you're trying to remember that, uh, from 04 to 08. Uh, and he was a big body that um, had a real presence there in the Big Ten. So keep that in mind. He earned a bronze medal with Team USA at the Pan American Games uh, as far as his international play goes. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's a guy that I think potentially could start. And, and I think all that is uh, is up for debate certainly as we get into training camp but as far as Stemsman's mindset though goes he's looking at this as a chance to perhaps be a starter and that it's probably a pretty healthy thing to do going into uh, this particular training camp you know I'm going to look at this as a great opportunity to start some games to start a lot of games and um, that's the mindset I'm going to have going into camp that that's something's going to have to take that away from me and um, going in with the confidence to play at that level to to um, and kind of own up to that position, too, where hold yourself accountable, um, be responsible for that spot, and, and just go and take it. All right, so lots of Pelican stuff on your plate today during the uh, Black and Blue Report, David Wesley and now Anthony Morrow and Greg Stimsma. When we come back, we're going to kind of change gears a little bit um, and go on the uh, entertainment side of things here in New Orleans. Jeremy Davenport, who uh, headlines the Davenport Lounge, is our guest. We're going to talk about how things are going with him and his relationship to sports and the Saints in general when we come back. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. 
Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. You know, one of the one of the great things about doing this this new show we've been doing is that it's it's not always about let's interview this athlete or that athlete or this reporter from another city about this. It's about the culture of sports and maybe specifically the culture of New Orleans. And there's a guy that's been a part of the culture of New Orleans for some time now, and that's Jeremy Davenport. And I know you all know him from the the Davenport Lounge and. And uh, I couldn't wait to catch up with you and get you on this show, that's for sure, because I've seen you on social media. I know you know who's playing the games and whatnot. You follow this thing. There's no doubt about it. You see, you see the impact of the Saints and the Pelicans on this market just even in your own lounge on a weekly basis. Oh, definitely. And, and you know, I didn't grow up in New Orleans. And growing up, um, and maybe not a lot of people know this, Sean and I grew up in St. Louis. But, but uh, you know, St. Louis was very much a base, is and was a baseball town. And so for me to move to, a, to a, a football town and now a basketball and football town is thrilling. It's fun. You know, it's interesting. Tremble and Shorty played the national anthem at the home opening of the night. You've played the national anthem at, at many games yeah. and whatnot. What is, the, what is it or, or why is it the, the music and sports culture kind of intermingle so much? Well, you know, specifically um, regarding the national anthem, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because my dad is, is, is a retired musician. And... One thing my dad always told me was really funny. My dad is a very kind of practical, old-fashioned kind of guy. Um, and, he, and he said, son, he, I remember he sat me down. I was really young. He said, son, don't ever mess with the anthem. He goes, it's a very, it's a very uh, uh, sacred, serious song, like, all in its own. You know, you don't, you don't need to really get, get too fancy with the anthem. And it's something I always hear in the back of my head anytime I perform it. And... Uh, um, and he, and he, he's a, actually an a Army veteran, too, so he, 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 it means even more to him. But, um, but there, yeah, there's always that connection with, with, uh, with, with when you're playing the, the, the anthem to our country in, in a big building, whether it's, it's, it's the arena or the, or the uh, dome. It's, it's, I can't describe uh, the thrill. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just about as exciting as it gets, you know, so it's, it's, it's great. Home is New Orleans for you now. As we mentioned, we're both from St. Louis, and the home is here for me too. You know, it's interesting. Um, we travel all over the country with these with these sports teams, and, and you travel the country as you as you musician. The the whole life on tour thing. Um, do you think that people really kind of get a hold of what that's all about? Yeah, we were talking earlier about you know spending. Uh, it's the hours on the bus and the in the in the um, you know searching for, for a clean pair of underwear, um, and yeah, it, it's it's not. I spent a lot of years on, on a, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. And um, actually being in New Orleans um, full-time now, 
at the Ritz-Carlton at the Davenport Lounge was my was my secret science experiment to getting off the road. <laughs> I just couldn't take it anymore. And uh, although now I'm pining to kind of maybe get back out, do some more road road work. Um, it's grueling, and I don't know how the basketball guys do it. You know, I see, I, I, it's just, it's, it's such, a, it's such a, it's such a, a, a tough life. And 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 quite frankly, I don't know how you do it. So. <laughs> Sick in the head, probably. <laughs> um, you know, part of the reason why I like to have so many, even just non-sports figures on this program, is I want to ask them about how they view sports and what they do with regard to their Saints game days and Pelicans and all that. Um, I know you're you're a, a creature of the night, yeah. um, but on weekends and whatnot, do you do you settle in for any particular game, or is there a, a Saints thing that you like to do with regard to the fall? It's, it depends. You know, it's it's like this past uh, the Saints for the Saints opener. It's like. I was so excited about it that, that it's like I didn't want to watch any of the pregame stuff. Like, I left. It was, it was it, you know, I knew I wasn't going to go to the game. I, I knew I wanted to watch it on TV. And, it, again, talk about making, making, you say you're crazy. I knew I wanted to watch it alone, man. I didn't want to, yeah, I wanted to be alone. I wanted to watch it by myself, and I wanted to, um, and, and I didn't want it, I didn't want to hear any of the pregame stuff. And I didn't want to, I just wanted to, and so, Boom, I sat down. I went on a walk. To, I went walked along the river in the French Quarter and then timed it so I got back home right at noon and boom, sat down and watched the game. And, and so I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the next one, but for the first one, <laughs> I, I just – I was that uh, excited about the, about the season opener, you know. It's funny. I think that you could almost describe New Orleans in three words now. Football, music, food. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and, and uh, it's, it's – to, to live in this kind of city – it's it's a thrill, and it's it just seems like, uh, you know, for a city uh, this size to have two world class teams like that, it's 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 a, it's exciting. And 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 the other thing that's really cool, um, living downtown, I can walk to to both venues. You know, I don't have to get in a taxi or get in the car and go go see sport sports. It's 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 thrilling. Yeah, you're right. There are some cities where they got to go like take buses and oh, yeah. everything out to these oh, yeah, other yeah. stadiums. Yeah. Um, hey, before I let you go, anything new you're working on that you're willing to share about? Yeah, I'm working on a, a new CD um, for Basin Street Records, and if I don't get something out soon, he's gonna Mark Samuels at Basin Street Records is gonna come looking for me. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, working on that now, and I'll have something out shortly. Yeah, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you too. Thank you, man. We'll see Jeremy Davenport at the Davenport Lounge, of course, and at the games too even when he doesn't want to watch it alone. We'll be back with more after this. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Bob to the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, final segment of today's Black and Blue Report. Good heavy basketball stuff today. Tomorrow we're heavy football. Today is the uh, really the first busy, busy, busy day for the Saints as they get now ready for the road game at Tampa Bay on Sunday. So as far as the Saints' schedule goes today, they are practicing uh, late morning. Uh, and then following that, head coach Sean Payton will meet with the media. Wednesday is also the day that quarterback Drew Brees also meets with the media and uh, will be in the Saints' locker room to get to uh, – to start to get some of the stuff going on in their heads about Tampa Bay this week. So later on today, New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap on NewOrleansSaints.com. And then therefore, because this is the first really busy, busy day for the Saints this week, tomorrow's Black and Blue Report is going to be heavy on the football side. As a matter of fact, tomorrow's guests include Voice of the Saints Jim Henderson, Voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Gene Deckerhoff tomorrow. Uh, We'll also have uh, quarterback Drew Brees, head coach Sean Payton, and more from the Saints locker room. So really all football tomorrow and a lot of it as we really turn our attention to game number two against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our thanks to Fred Rucker today for helping us put together the program, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We uh, hope that you got a little bit of your basketball fix in today as well. Our thanks to Jeremy Davenport, David Wesley, Anthony Morrow, and Greg Stimsma for being on today's program. Don't forget, it's No Appointment Radio. You can download this at any time. Tell your friends, won't you, and help spread the word about what we're doing for Saints and Pelicans fans right here on the Black and Blue Report. So until noon tomorrow uh, throughout these various mediums, Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.